following announcement has been paid for by the WZWA Network. Hi, everybody. This is former WWE superstar Al Snow. And- CWN is Sean Oliver. My name is Eugene. And you are watching the Insider's Edge podcast. Now get on the train. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show here on the WCWA Network. I am your host with the most on the West Coast, California in theory. And tonight is an exciting night for yours truly. And I'll get to that in a minute because what we have right here is a very, very special guest. And I'll explain that afterward. This guest right here is the daughter of none other than the British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith. Her name is Georgia Smith. Georgia, how are you going? Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on. And, uh, you know, it's uh, been an interesting year, but we're, you know, we're going to end it good. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And the, this podcast started because of the pandemic and because me and my friends were bored. And with me being kind of a wrestling historian uh, at the age of 33, um i know quite a lot about wrestling at my age and we figured let's do this podcast and all of a sudden it's grown so much and you're probably maybe our 30th or 31st guest or something around there but this is what's important about this interview it has taken me this long since february when we started to finally get a female guest on the show so you are the first female guest And it is so amazing for me to finally have a lady on the show. So thank you. Awesome. (laughs) I can't believe I'm the first lady. I feel like I'm the queen or something, the first lady. (laughs) You are now. You're you're, you're definitely one of the most important interviews that we're going to have because of this fact. And uh, I'll tell you, I've, I've emailed several personalities in the business who are female and just have never had a reply, but you immediately responded. So I appreciate that. And I'm really looking forward to this chat. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm excited. But we, we do have, look, this is really nerdy of me. We do have some special guests with me here today. Uh, oh. it, and this is really nerdy, but look, I had to bring on your uncle, oh, Brett there the Hitman Hart, right there. Right there. I, there I, I, had to, I had to bring on your other uncle, Owen, who's- Oh, very nice. Look, look, I did figurine wrestling when I was a kid, so it was very serious business. So yeah, Owen's a little bit worse for wear there because, you know, I, I, I utilized that figurine quite a lot. And of course, your father right there. Oh, there he is. Hello, he's, father. He's pumping the pythons. I thought pumping I'd be nerdy pythons. and just show you my figurines. <laughs> Thank you. You got, you got the top three there. <laughs> That's it. Um, so Georgia, very excited to talk to you today, to talk to you about your father. Um, but I really wanted to get to know you as well. And the first question I really had was, when did you first realize your father was famous? Oh, boy. Um, well, it was always kind of just the way it was growing up. Like, I didn't have it any other way. Um, it was just all I knew. But the, the, the couple of times I knew something was different was when I took him to school or I think it was like bring your parents to school or he picked me up and there was just the swarm of kids there and uh, they were like oh my god and wanting autographs and pictures and then there was another time at uh, Disney World when we were walking around and a person dressed up as Mickey Mouse came up and asked my dad for his autograph and I was like wow Mickey Mouse is asking 
Davey for his autograph. So <laughs> those were two kind of things that, that stuck out. But, um, you know, ever since I can remember, my dad was always on TV. And um, as you may know, or other people might know, I refer to my dad as Davey was because, you know, the first, I don't know how many years of my life he was on TV, it was Davey. And then when he was home, my mom would call him Davey. So uh, yeah, I, it was always just a, that was my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I, I find it <laughs> fascinating to, uh, to, to ask you about having a father who is famous. Because uh, yeah. I just want to know what that, that, that feels like. And, and going to school with a famous father, did you have kids at school tease you about wrestling? Or were there some boys that liked wrestling that hung around you like a bad smell? You know, what was that kind of like? Um, yeah, there was like some kids that like they they made comments about wrestling, like being fake. And they would be like, oh, your dad does the fake stuff or your dad doesn't do the real stuff or your dad. I've seen them do the fake things. And it's like when you hear that and you see how long my dad was gone for and all the injuries he'd come home with and how tired he would be, it would be like, no, my dad, what he does is not fake. You know, clearly puts his you know body on the line. Yeah. You know, every time he's wrestling. So those comments annoyed me. And then there was just some kids that like maybe wouldn't have, I was never popular in school. I was never cool. I was never, but you know, maybe like a popular kid or, you know, some kids wouldn't ever give me the time of day until, oh, there's British Bulldog pulling up. Oh, well, we got to talk to Georgia. Like that was kind of the way it was when I was in school, but you know, kids, kids are kids. Uh, oh. Kids will find anything yeah. to, if they can find the smallest detail, they will, they will zero in on that detail yes. to make fun of you Clean. over it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so th those were kind of some examples of that. But um, for the most part, it was, a, I had a pretty positive experience because, you know, whenever my dad came around, it was, you know, kids loved it. And they'd always be so happy to see him. And I'd get kids like, can I have his autograph? Can I have, and I always try to, you know, do accommodate. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, from my experience in school, you had to keep it quiet that you were a wrestling fan because apparently that made you gay because you watched men in underwear what? fight one another. <laughs> you know, see, kids will find any way to make fun of you. You know, my name is Carl, so I get called Carly. My surname is Inferi, so I get called Inferior, Infertile, all these different horrible nicknames that people would give you just to make fun of you. So I just, <laughs> I thought it was important to uh, ask you about what it was like going through school with, with kids in, in the way that they are. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. But, um, you know, when my dad died, obviously going back to, to school, you know, I had like a week or two off and then I had to go back to school with exams because uh, he died a little before the summer. So I had to do that. And then I got a lot of questions from kids and uh, that wasn't too fun. That wasn't, no. but. I can imagine, um, yeah. yeah. Um, so the next part I want to get to is uh, Hart family memories. Uh, gosh, I mean, such a big family. Uh, I know, I know, Stu and Helen had about five hundred children. Um, yeah, and <laughs> that's an exaggeration. Obviously, you have forty-one cousins. Am I correct? Correct. Yeah. Okay, that is crazy. Did you have any cousins you forgot the name of? I mean, that's that's quite a lot of. <laughs> no, no. Fortunately, <laughs> knock on wood, no, not, none yet, none yet. 
Um, but I wanted to know what like a big family gatherings like a Christmas would be like. I mean, with so many people in the family, I mean, it must have been fun. There's so many kids to play with and yeah. play games with and stuff. And you got your uncles there. What's a Christmas like in the Hart House? Uh, it was pretty amazing because it was like the best food, the best people there, always laughing, lots and lots of animals, if you already didn't know. Um, luckily, I would only buy like gifts for like my mom, my dad, uh, my cousins, Lindsay and Brooke, and maybe like some other cousins, like maybe a few, but that was it. Like, no way I'm buying every single person. And also like most of them didn't really come uh, to my grandpa's house because, you know, they kind of lived a bit of ways. But yeah, it was super, it was really, really fun. I miss like, now it's like Christmases are so lonely because it's like, there's nothing, well, I mean, obviously right now with everything going on, but, you know, I miss the heart house and I miss, you know, the family gatherings and seeing everybody and the food and the dungeon or obviously at, at winter time right now, the wrestling ring wouldn't be up outside, but we'd have the, the basement and play in there. Um, you know, my grandfather had a beautiful house. He had, you know, oriental stunning rugs, lovely furniture, lovely chandeliers. Uh, each room had like a piece of history in it. And, um, you know, it was my, I had a, I had a really good childhood. Um, so yeah. That's cool. Um, I, I saw in a, a documentary, uh, your uncle Brett, was sitting next to an electric chair with a doll in it in, mm -hmm. in your grandfather's house. That, that must have scared you. That was oh, at right. Brett's house. Oh, that was yeah. at Brett's house. Okay. But that yeah. must have scared you, right? <laughs> yeah. I remember going to Brett's house for a barbecue. My cousins were like, come downstairs. So when I go downstairs and then they press the button and it's like, ah. yeah, that was, that was pretty terrifying. I mean, I wouldn't want to send a child, you know, like a toddler or a old, person down there <laughs> not good but <laughs> yeah that was that was terrifying but you know brett had a lot of things in his house like that he had like the um the replica heads or like the actual heads from the sets of like the predator and the alien movies he wow. had those in his house yeah <laughs> uh, i just i just always remembered that and i i thought that that was uh very terrifying when I first saw that. Um, yeah, it was terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of your uncles, you have some some fun blokes that your uh, your uncle was uh, Owen, Jim the Anvil Nightheart. Do you have any funny stories of or, or memories of Owen and Anvil and, and maybe what they would get up to if there's a family gathering? Uh, well, they were pretty. Like, I don't really have any like too funny stories, but I remember like when you know, Owen and Brett weren't getting along, like in the storylines, like they kept it going, like at family <laughs> dinners and stuff. I mean, at least in front of the kids, they did. They kept it going. And, you know, Jim would do that too. Uh, yeah, I, I remember that. <laughs> Jim was just always just funny and charismatic, lots of personality. Um, it was always, Jim was like the life of the party. Jim really was. Um, so that's what I remember about him. Never a dull moment with him. A funny story about Owen, that just at the top of my head, was I remember him and my dad, they put, uh, I think it was, remember Henry Godwin had the goats and the pigs and when they would come uh, down to the ring, you yeah. know, the, the, the mud and the slop <laughs> or whatever. So yeah. they put um, the, a couple of goats in Vince's office, my dad and Owen did. 
and they shut the door <laughs> and those <laughs> goats like shredded up all this paper and Vince comes in and they're like man and they're chowing down on <laughs> on his files and he was like hold on Owen but it was just something innocent and you know what 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 could you do but yeah those those <laughs> those farm animals sure had fun in that office <laughs> actually uh we interviewed mark Murray uh not long ago and mark told us a story of a uh, prank that owen played on him and bulldog uh they were in a room together talking over the match just before they were about to go out to the ring and they went to open the door and the door wouldn't open mm. and mark's mark said he could hear his theme song playing and they're locked in this room and bulldog <laughs> Bulldog is going, it's fuck, it was fucking Owen. It was fucking Owen. I'm telling you, it's Owen. So Owen, <laughs> I think it was a house show or something like that, but uh Owen locked him in a room and <laughs> they were late for Oh that my match. god, that is so funny. <laughs> yeah, he did he did things like that. <laughs> oh god. On uh if you follow my dad's Instagram page, I have a clip on there. It was from a while ago, but it's uh, like a prank my dad and Owen did like on the phone. They were just calling like random hotel rooms in the Boston area and different wrestlers rooms. And they're like, we have this deal on pizza. And they're like, oh, no, we're not hungry. Ma'am, I'm working a commission here. And like Owen's being really pushy, <laughs> just really annoying. And like, he just won't stop. He's like, okay, come on, come on. But you have to check that out. You'll, you'll really like that. I'll definitely check it out. I just followed it uh, about an hour ago, so I'm going oh, well, to sift, sift through there and, and see what I can find. Um, so, look, I know you've you've answered this question many times. So I've watched a couple of interviews with you, um, but because of our show being targeted more to the Australian wrestling fans, uh, I wanted to hear about your memories of the big Wembley Stadium, SummerSlam. Your father is this massive hero who, oh, my gosh, what a moment for him. You would have been five years old, I think, at the time. I think it's 1992. Yeah, just about five. Yeah, I was just about, because my birthday's end of September, so I was turning five. Yep. Uh, I remember it was my first ever train ride going from uh, Warrington, Goldborn, down to London. And it was just, oh, my God. Like you said, it was it was a spectacle. It was amazing. Um, and the actual arena, like, it was huge, like getting from A to B, going all around. And as you probably heard, we were sitting, my brother and myself and my dad's parents and family, we were in the Royal Box, which was like the nosebleeds. And that's where like, I guess the queen would sit when she would watch uh, events. So, you know, watching the wrestling, it was like little Polly Pocket, little <laughs> tiny boxes. And it was really hard to see. And you didn't know until, until you heard my dad's music and the crowd reaction, it was like, oh my God, he won um but it was um you know i wish i wish i could go back like now like as my yeah, age and, yeah. and, and do that but i i remember i remember it well and i remember we went to um i think it was trafalgar square and we fed the pigeons and we spent a lot of time with my dad's family um but you know it's it's the best wrestling match i've ever seen uh obviously you know my dad had to win. <laughs> he wasn't going to lose in London. There's no way. <laughs> um, but, you know, those two made, they made history. Like, and I remember watching that match, I don't know, maybe like right before my dad died, we watched it. And it wasn't how it was then. It's not talked about how it is, how it's like now. Now it's like, it's like, um, is what is the word? Like a cult classic. I mean, obviously it was massive then. But now it's like it's becoming more and more popular. It's more being more and more talked about. 
younger audience is is recognizing it and it's like wow just you know and they they sold out they beat michael jackson and uh madonna in the attendance right of course they would yeah um and and uh, you know it must be so difficult to remember something when you were five years old i remember when i was five years old i me and my family went to disneyland in in Mm -hmm. los angeles and uh the only thing I remember is being in the gift shop. So that sucks. Um, yeah, like you just remember like like little bits. Little like bits here you. and there. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember where we sat and it took forever getting to that seat. I remember getting there. I remember seeing Paul Bear, Undertaker, uh, Ultimate Warrior. Uh, I remember seeing them at the hotel. I remember Harry and I, because we, my mom and I and my dad and Harry and I, we were sharing a room together. Harry and I were in one bed. They were in another bed. Harry and I were fighting in one <laughs> bed and my dad was like, shut up. I remember that. Um, it's just like little things like that. But you know, uh, when you're that age and that's all you know, and your dad's the superstar, you don't really think like when you were at Disney, like you know, all you can remember is the gift shop, and it's like, so you did this, and you did this, and you did this, and you did this, and you traveled, and you that's all you remember. <laughs> of all things, the gift shop. How boring is that? Like <laughs> the gift shop. I must have made it. Uh, mark or something but you must have seen something there <laughs> i think i was just disappointed that we weren't going to be able to afford anything in there and uh oh, yeah <laughs> we got we're all like, that dis we got you know how you have disney dollars and oh this isn't for sale for disney dollars i remember that um yeah so uh I, what i want on this show is i really did want to avoid asking the same questions you always get but some things i just need to talk about and i want to avoid talking about tragedy as much as I can because there is many more positives to the story of the Hart family in in professional wrestling and I wanted to bring up In Your House 16 Canadian Stampede which I'm sure you've mentioned many times in interviews but uh, took place July 6, 97 at the Canadian Airlines Saddle Dome in Calgary. Um, In my opinion this is the biggest moment of glory for the family. You got Brian Pillman, you got Jim, you got your father as a European champion, your mum is Mrs. Calgary, uh, Owen is the Intercontinental Champion, and Brett is soon to be again the WWF Champion. But this was such a special night because, you know, it's in Canada, it's the main event, it's the whole Heart Foundation out there together. Um, how special was this of a night for all of you? And when you look back, how does it make you feel? Well, I mean, it's like, it's like the Hart family had triumphed the wrestling industry. This yeah. is like the moment. That was, you know, it was a lot of good things going on around then. And, and uh, as special and as good as that event was, it's at the same time, it was like the last time we were like actually united and all together as a family. Right. After that, you know, Brian Pillman died. And then like, you know, the, the European championship, the, uh, the thing happened at the in your house with my dad um or no sorry not in your house one night only with my dad and then after that it was like the screw job and then everything just kind of really went downhill uh but I feel like that was the last time we were all happy and everything was looking up and together and um yeah and then unfortunately uh didn't stay like that Right. Uh, so how did things change after Survivor Series? Um, well, my dad went to WCW and my Uncle Jim went to WCW. 
Um, I'm not sure what Owen's reasoning was, like why he didn't go. I think Owen, Vince, I believe Vince wouldn't let him out of his contract. I believe that. And I think he gave Owen a pay raise. He okay. gave Owen more money. So I think it just worked out like that. And I think Owen was happy and didn't want to leave and just, which was fair enough. Um, I think my dad should have probably done the same thing looking back, but uh, he went to WCW and that was just like complete chaos. Like mm. that's seeing my dad go to WCW that for me, like that really changed things. Cause I, he wasn't happy there and they, he wasn't utilized well. Um, I just never really watched the product when he was on there. Like when he was in WWF at the time, you know, we watched it every week, every all the time, except, you know, when DX was on, we couldn't, my mom wouldn't allow us to watch them on TV, but um, you know, my dad, it was always WWF. And then when he was in WCW, it was like, uh, yeah. yeah it just didn't seem to be, didn't seem to be didn't a right wait. fit. They didn't do anything yeah. with him and Jim. You would have thought yeah. that that would have put him with Brett and, and, Maybe it call it something sense. different. Yeah. Exactly. There was like no rhyme or reason for anything. Like nobody really knew what they were doing. They had him, you know, I'm sure Mongo McMichael's a great guy, but it was like, why do they have Davey like all the time with him? All the time. <laughs> just a horrible <laughs> person to try and wrestle horrible. because he just, he was, he was a, a, Mongo was a fantastic uh, footballer, but it just didn't transition yeah. into wrestling, unfortunately. Yeah. And then, um, you know, my dad got injured with the, the trap door and like that shouldn't have happened yeah. like, at all. And, you know, as I've said this in other interviews as well, and I'll, I'll say it in person, I'll say it again in time of my dad should have sued them. Yeah, I agree. My dad was never right after that. And he didn't know what that was in there. Nobody told him. And it was just kind of like, you know, oh, well, well shucks and um my dad got released after that he got his papers and it was like yep so it's like you're you're releasing him when you know he's developed um, a drug problem because of this and yeah. trying to get rid of the pain and he's in rehab and he gets served these uh uh determined um these this, these papers firing him and it's like i just that was so unfair but i remember saying to my dad i was like you know, you, you gotta do something about this. And he, but my dad had like the mentality and mindset. He was like, well, I put my life on the line every time I'm in there, like the accidents happen. But it's like, no, but this wasn't like a move that went wrong. This was, you know, a, a blatant, uh, dangerous this is a health object. It's a health and safety and yeah, problem. Health and safety. But, you know, he just kind of got plotted on with it and didn't let him bother it, him as much as he could, but. Yeah, that wasn't good. Um, no. Um, so I wanted to scale back to when he was in the WWF and you would get to visit the shows. Do you have any fun stories of playing around with the wrestlers? I guess the headbangers like to hang out with some yeah. of the kids a lot. Uh, Headbanger, uh, Sonny. Sonny was, um, I love Shawn Michaels. Uh, those are like the, the top ones, but my dad kind of just like always was like don't bother them like when because they're working so i was like okay yeah but you know sometimes when you're a kid bored and you know it's like and you know what those arenas are like they're like cold and boring you know yeah. it's all concrete and you know you there's so what i would do is i would just kind of like sit with the sewing girls and be like what are you doing why are you doing this what are you making <laughs> yeah. and they'd be like 
And I'd be like, well, what if I like did that? And they're like, oh, if you touch the sewing machine. But I just <laughs> busy with them doing that. And I'd be like, oh, can I? And like, they let me like touch the stuff. And uh, you know, if the wrestlers were busy, that was my plan B was go, go bug the sewing girls. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, being a kid backstage during then, I mean, some of the wrestlers would, would from what I saw on, on Brett's uh, Wrestling With Shadows documentary, it seemed like, uh, you know, if, if some of the kids were around, all the wrestlers were very nice and, and yeah, they're really uh, nice. Would, would play and, 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 and joke around. Uh, I think I remember seeing uh, Blade uh, um, being uh, messing around with Sonny backstage in, in one of the uh, uh, scenes there. But um, have you met any wrestlers, you know, from that era years later, now that you've grown up? And introduce yourself to them after having not seen them since you were a kid and then being like, oh. There's too many to name. Yeah, because <laughs> none of them, they'll be like, oh my God, you grow like I saw Undertaker last year and he was like, whoa, you grew up. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, I saw Sonny years ago. Um, yeah, pretty much like almost all of them. There are some that are like, oh, hi, George. Like they, they know me, you know, Mean Gene Okerlund. I hadn't seen, God rest his soul. I hadn't seen him in, oh God, probably since like uh, SummerSlam or something. And he was like, oh, hey, Georgia. I'm like, you remember me? He's like, yeah, of course. I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Uh, but yeah, that's a, that's a very good question because most of them, they don't. I said, remember I saw Sting last year and I was like, oh, hi, I'm, Davy's daughter. I just wanted to say hi. And he said, "Who's Davy?" I'm like, "Oh, Davy Boy Smith." He was like, "Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." And he was like, "I still have our jackets when we were a tag team." And he's like, "Well, thanks for saying hi to me." I was like, "Yeah, of course." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, so uh, look, I've got a whole mishmash of questions here, really, Georgia. Um, I wanted to get your perspective of: Were you watching when Brett? was putting Jim into the hall of fame and, and what happened there. And, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was crazy so, stuff. And uh, I know Harry got involved. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. That's a good question. Cause nobody's asked me that. Uh, yeah, we were sitting in the audience. Um, we were some ways back. Harry and I were more close to the, the entrance ramp, like where like honky talk man and everybody was coming out. We were more close to there. Harry and I were, and, you know, you're watching, but yeah, it was Brett and Natty talking, or it was Brett, yeah, it was Brett talking, and it was really quiet, and then, like, all of a sudden, you just hear, like, people screaming in the audience, like, look out, look out, and I, I didn't really know what they were talking about, and you just see the guys, like, da -da -da -da, and he's running, 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 and it's like, nobody stopped him, this yeah. guy's just running and running, and then he skipped over the, the railing, and uh, he just went, just bolted right in there, but it was like Travis Brown and like some other people was like, right when they saw him, they boom, they ran in. Like right when he went over the, the railing, they ran and got like, well, did what they could. Um, but they were really, really quick with that. And yeah, he just took, he was wearing some like Rastafarian like beanie or something, some weird hat. Uh, and yeah. yeah, he was just a little skinny guy. And he went and like, he took Brett down. And that's when like uh, everybody, it was like, complete horror and shock and it was like this horrible feeling in my stomach and um, uh i didn't i thought it was like a part of the show at first but then i saw brett's kids and brett's daughters like crying and i was like and that's when i was like harry you gotta do something like you gotta like so harry ran 
and uh, he went in there and like you just see like the swarm of wrestlers and as far as I'm aware of like when people were watching it it just the screen went black I heard yeah. so yeah from what I saw swarm of wrestlers and like I guess like Natty got like she got some beatings like by accident like boot like hit in the head because like she was in the middle of it she was right there and uh yeah next thing i know uh and my mom was trying to get involved too my mom oh my was gosh. like trying to grab him <laughs> yeah my mom was like oh they were yeah it was crazy and they took him out and i think titus o'neill actually like grabbed my mom and like pulled him pulled her off him um and he was taken out and i think like his face was kind of like battered and um uh, I know I apparently like leading up to that, he had some weird, like cryptic Facebook posts and was making comments about like how women shouldn't be like main eventing that match or something. He was just a complete wacko. Just, yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, thank God nothing more happened. Like it was like, we just, that night it was like, can't eat a drink. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> um, well yeah props to brett for uh maintaining his composure after that yeah. continuing and telling right some up. great stories yeah um, he got right up went right up right back up kept talking went didn't even like miss a beat yeah uh, didn't let it shake him he was just like okay and then i saw him at the end of it and he was fine um he did go to the hospital to make sure like there wasn't any you know injuries or of any kind because maybe like I, I don't know but he went he was fine and it was like gosh geez. but it was just it's just sad and annoying and so unnecessary when things like that happen because it's like now I don't know what they're going to do for the next hall of fame with whether you know people can come or not I have no idea but it's like you know and they have events it's like they have to be changing security more and more and more and they have to do it it's because of uh, wackos like that I think uh, I think maybe they shouldn't set it out the way that they did uh, with everyone standing in a ring. I think it should just everyone be on a stage again. Yeah, uh, I know that's what they were saying. They were like, next year we're not doing that same layout. Yeah. Which is, um, yeah. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's, that's crazy. And I didn't realize that you're actually in the, in the audience at the time. So, mm -hmm. yeah, thank you yeah, for sharing I was that. Like, right beside Harry, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, so, uh, speaking of Harry, I want to ask you about you two as siblings, you know, growing mm -hmm. up, did you two ever get up to too, too much mischief that would, uh, you know, get your parents wound up? Would Harry pick <laughs> on you ever? Would he uh, try and wrestle you as kids? And Yes, he would. He was con like, uh, yeah, he was constantly trying to wrestle with me, trying to put me in the Bob Backlund chicken wing, that, that move, like, <laughs> go grocery aisle, and I'd be like, mommy, help, help, that all the time. Yeah, because, you know, he didn't have a brother, so it was like. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought he'd be pretty pick <laughs> yeah. on you a bit because uh, he had no one else to wrestle, so. <laughs> exactly, he had no one else, so it was like, yep, okay, she's going to get, <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, I wanted to ask you about uh, your dad going back to the WWF after his run in WCW, where obviously he wasn't happy. Uh, he got himself back into some really good shape when he came back mm -hmm. to the WWF. What are your thoughts and memories on that uh, stint there? Because he seemed like he came in like a house on fire. He was such an integral part of the show. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, he was uh, no longer on television. 
yeah, I remember he was really training a lot. Um, he was really dieting. I remember he was excited to, to go back. And I remember looking at, he, he had, um, WWE, they had, um, somebody that like sketched out their outfits and different designs and that's when the, the jeans look came along. And so he was, you know, I know, I don't think he was like thrilled to be wrestling in the jeans. Cause I think he thought they were a bit uncomfortable, but it was yeah. a new look, a new attitude time, new era. So he was all for it. And I remember they wanted him to grow, if you didn't know that, they wanted him to grow a beard. Really? Mm -hmm. They did. And he was trying, but he just said it was just way too itchy. <laughs> so he didn't, he didn't stick with it. Uh, and I remember, cause that, that last run, that was going to be like it. Like he was going to, I think he was going to retire in 2004. That's when his contract was done. Okay. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was like that. He wanted it to count his last run there. And like you said, he came in there, boom, boom, boom. And then, um, you know, I think, I think looking back on it, I think he probably should have had some more time to not heal, but you know, it's just so many things that happened from like his mom passing away and, you know, his injury, his sister passing away. Oh, and that situation. And then it was like, right after that, like literally like, I don't know, two months later, he went back three months later. And I think he probably just should have maybe just taken like a time, some time for himself. But um, when that was all going on, he was just like, you know, no, this is, I think he was feeling pressure with his age as well. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not Davey at SummerSlam 92. I'm not 29 anymore. I'm getting older and, you know, I got to make money and I got it. And I feel like he had some, some pressure. So that's why he <clears throat> kind of rushed back and was like, I got to, this is the time to do it. Yeah. But I think <clears throat> he should have, you know, he's a, he was a human being as well. Like he, he's got to re relax a bit, just slow down but he, he didn't. So I think, I think that ultimately, you know, kind of cut his time there short. Cause I think he, he was having, you know, I remember my dad was, you know, I don't want to get too deep here, but I remember just seeing him like really upset sometimes just like really upset, just things would get to him. And like, you know, he, with his mom and his sister and Owen, just things would just like bring him down. And I remember him like not leaving his bed for, a long time just really sad and it's that makes me sad because and then I ha him having to go and wrestle and yeah no, i understand yeah um so uh after a period of time where he's not in the wwf anymore there is a time period where he has a couple of tag team matches with his son um mm -hmm. i just wanted to hear about that and 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 if you know you, i don't know if you were there when they happened or if Harry's told you a little bit about them, but I just wanted to hear about, uh, you know, it seems like a real special thing for the father and son tag team. Yeah, so I I wasn't, I didn't watch the matches in person, but I remember, you know, uh, I think you and I are the same age, right? Pretty yep. much. Yeah. So it was like May, 2002, and my dad hadn't done any shows in uh, a long time. And I remember, he was, I think, I can't remember who contacted who or how that happened, but Harry and him got booked on a show in Winnipeg, uh, Canada, and they flew, or not flew, they drove down there for the matches. And I'm just glad that, you know, my dad and Harry had the opportunity to work together. And I know my dad, 
you know, <clears throat> if he had still been here, he would have worked with Harry more and more and more. He wanted them to be like the new British Bulldogs. Yeah. So that was kind of like, you know, their first time really working together. And um, Harry, I think, was like really nervous. And uh, I don't think he like wanted to let my dad down or anything, but it was it was good matches. And um, when you watch my dad's documentary on WWE coming up, though, I think they're going to play it. So and I think I've, I've, I've <clears throat> played them on my dad's Instagram. So, again, if you look back, you can watch oh, cool. rewatch the matches. But it was just like a small, like a little arena type thing, just a small independent show. And uh, from there, he was supposed to be going to England for like, uh, I think it was like nine months or something. He was going to be doing shows and appearances. So this was kind of like, to, this was like the beginning of him doing that, leading up to that and getting him ready. And uh, yeah, I remember they came back and it was, they had a, had a lot of fun. And then it was like 10 days later, my or maybe eight days later, my dad died. So yeah, it was just crazy. Yeah, that's intense. And um, again, my condolences to you and your family. Uh, he is an absolute legend. And uh, if my nan knows who the British Bulldog is, then he must be famous. He must be good at what he did because my nan only knows him and Rowdy Roddy Piper. They're the only two that she knows. So if, wow. if she's aware, then that means something in the most isolated city in the world here, Perth, Western Australia. And if you didn't know, <clears throat> if you didn't know, my dad lived in Australia for like five years. Oh, really? Yeah, he did. With when his was family. That? Yeah. Oh God, I can't remember. Somebody, somebody actually asked that. My dad's uh, asked frequently asked questions that I answered. I had to ask my mom where it was. It was. Um, where was it? Somebody was like, did Davey ever go to Australia? Ah, okay. Uh, oh, it does, she doesn't say. So I'm guessing she doesn't even know. It just said Davey was, uh, lived there for five years. But uh, I can't remember where, where exactly it was. But yeah, he could have been the Australian Bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think one of the most... Uh important things of this interview is to talk about him going into the hall of fame and i know it's been disappointing with 2020 being the worst year in existence but uh you know he is finally inducted and and uh, a man by the name of michael finney i hope yeah. he can find uh some other things to do with his time after this because he spent so much time just, work. my know. gosh uh so i you know maybe he'll he'll be doing some other stuff trying to get some other heart family members into the hall of fame but he was finally finally announced and uh this must be so meaningful you for you and your family mm -hmm. i mean i feel like we were so close and like now it's like so far away now <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was a long time coming and you know i couldn't believe it when i heard it i was like what i i feel like until it actually happens i'm just i don't know it's crazy i'm like you said i'm like disappointed and you know i what i'm most disappointed with is because my my granddad you know he's got health issues and he's you know getting older and older and this was, I really, really, really wanted him to be, to, to, to see this, 
and it was all booked and ready to go and they were all excited for it. Now it's like this happens and I'm like, not obviously it just can't be helped, but it's just like, come on. Yeah. The world, come on, let's just, let's come, oh God. So that that's that's the most frustrating thing for me. Yeah, I mean, I know there's a vaccine now and hopefully that's going to lead to things getting back to normal. We can finally have this amazing moment where your father is inducted into the Hall of Fame like he should have been many years ago. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you hope your, your dad's legacy is uh, to everyone out there? What do I hope? Yeah. Um, I just hope that, you know, where do you even begin with that? I just want his legacy to, to live on and to continue. And I hope that, you know, with what I'm doing with his, with his social media and his website and his new merchandise. And I just want like, cause my dad, you know, he's an icon and I want, all of his, I want it all to continue. I don't want it to, to stop. Just like with like Bruce Lee, for instance, you know, my dad worked so hard and, you know, he, he was and is the, the greatest uh, British wrestler of all time. He was the best yeah. British wrestler that came out of England. And, uh, you know, that's a big, he's, he's an icon based on that. He was like the British Hulk Hogan. And it's crazy because I was when I was filming with WWE a few weeks back and we were watching SummerSlam and I'm like, do you guys realize how my dad was 29 when he filmed this? And they were like, what? Your dad was 29? I'm like, yeah. And like all these stories and things and memories and moments, you, you'd think my dad was here for like 100 years. And it's like, no, like he did so much and that, uh, you know, nearly 40 years of life. And on his social media that I've got and his website and everything, like it's never gonna end. Like I've got so much content for like years to come, like years and years. I mean, obviously as somebody mentioned to me, like the family photos, I might run out of those, but every day it's like a, a new video, a new picture, a new this, and it's like, he met and went to so many places in little time, it's just crazy and um, it's just his legend, his legacy, like it's never going to die. And I, and I want to continue that. That's great. I really appreciate that. And, um, it is important. It is important. He made such an impact on my life. Uh, your uncle Brett made a massive, he had, I had a poster of him on my wall, you know, uh, Owen, I loved Owen. I loved when I, I actually, uh, when I came out, when I, I used to wrestle, I came out to his theme song once just because I just love Owen so much. And I was just like, I'm doing it. I'm just coming out to his theme song. I don't care what anyone thinks. Uh, I, I, I love your family and I love what your family has done for the wrestling business. And your family is still in the business, still doing some great stuff. And Natty, your brother, they're, they're, they're killing it right now. And she just doesn't seem to age. She still no. looks the exact same she did when she first debuted. You must be very proud of Natty. Yeah, I'm very proud of Natty. And uh, last year when she wrestled in Saudi Arabia, that was like a huge moment. And as a female and as, you know, her cousin, I was, I was really proud. And what you said before, when you're talking about the impact my dad made on you, it, it's crazy. Because when you mentioned that, 
it's just I get swarms of messages and uh, just people that he's impacted. And I, I'm going to show you something. Give me, give me two seconds here. Okay. So I got this. This is a, a box. This box here is my dad's fan mail. Wow. Oh my gosh. And it doesn't like, there's even more and more boxes of it, but it's like all these people that, you know, made like, it's just like, Oh my gosh. And just people that are like, you know, you saved my life. You did this, you, everything you've done. I love you. I, I please, I'm crying as I write this. It's like, it's just, it's never ending. Unbelievable. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So when you were talking about that, it just made me think of he's impacted, you know, then and today, so many people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and this guy right here, this guy right here, when I did my little figurine wrestling when I was a kid, he had a hell of a win loss record. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> hell of a win loss <laughs> record. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he was world champion in the in uh, those days near oh definitely definitely brett brett won it several times owen didn't unfortunately owen owen had a hard time you can see that easy uh the paints yeah. come off him but uh but you know what owen was probably one of my favorite figurines to play with when i was a kid because he was just so the the the, the limbs moved so well and you could do so much with it that's so nerdy that I brought that on when I'm talking. No, to that's you, that's cool. I just thought you'd think it was cool that I had, the, you know, their figurines because, you know, man, those guys, I just adore them so much. Um, I, 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 I adore you too, Georgia. You, you're such a lovely Thanks. young lady. And, and I say young lady because you're the same age as me because that makes me feel young. By calling you a young lady, uh, I'm, I am. I was born in January 1987, so I was oh, excited. Oh, so you're early. You're an yeah, early. Yeah, I was excited to talk to someone for the first time on the show that's actually younger than me because we interview wrestlers and they happen to mostly be in their 50s or 60s. So, um, <laughs> I, I want to know what's currently happening in your life um, and, currently and what you're up to, oh, and if you want to plug anything. Well, uh, I can say this, you guys, you'll be seeing me more on TV. So just keep an eye out for that. You'll be seeing some more of that. Um, just right now, you know, um, I was working with iHeart Media, but they, as everything, it's been very, very well, they've had to end a lot of things because when I was working with them, they just did all events. There's no events going on. Yeah. So, um, with that being said from there, I just really was like, okay, I just, just really wanted to get my dad's stuff out there while I had time. And, you know, I just, it was like either sit around and be bored or, you know, what can I do? That's going to be fulfillment and positive. And, um, I just had like an idea, like, how about we do this with my dad? And after this, I've got a, a phone call with the company for a, like a British bulldog gin. Really? Yeah. So since that also happened, I'm doing all these, like talking to different companies and businesses and uh, different ventures. Um, like we were saying, like, just got to keep it going. And uh, so, yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing there. And um, looking at that, I'm like, okay, well, if I've done all that and I did all that in the pandemic, what can I do? 
And like I, I told you, I've done some filming and I want to keep continue doing that. I want to keep doing that. Um, right now it's just kind of, it's a bit tricky. Yeah. <laughs> but um, as of right now, I'm just busy with my dad's stuff. Just getting more merchandise, more content, more videos, more whatever I can do for you guys and for my dad. Uh, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, that's awesome. I really appreciate that. And um, uh, so did you, you mentioned earlier a, something about a documentary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's a documentary coming out. Is that yeah. on the WWE network yeah. eventually? I was going to say, because yeah. I was thinking earlier, I'm like, why isn't there a British Bulldog documentary? There needs to be. He had such an interesting career and he got from the couple of times he went to WCW, he was in Japan. He'd done all this stuff, you know dynamite kid there's so much interesting stuff so um when can people possibly expect that um i there's not a set date on it because they still they have to still come back and film me for more things uh just when they were here it was they were here from like 7 a.m to like 10 p.m and you know people they came from orlando uh, wow. WWE did that. so it was like okay they, they gotta go home <laughs> so we're just kind of waiting till the holidays finish <clears throat> and what we did yeah we did back to back to back filming for that um but last pay-per-view that they had they showed a clip of it uh pu pushing it i don't know if you saw it It was 2021 icons oh, okay. uh, so it's my dad it's rob van dam it's beth phoenix it's yokozuna it's lex luger uh i don't know if i'm missing somebody but that's those are it those are the the icons that they're showing so it's, it's probably going to be maybe around wrestlemania or maybe in the summertime but uh yeah it's it's gonna be really good and they they touch a lot on um you know what's going on with my dad's stuff today and you know harry continuing on the wrestling legacy and carrying on the davy boy smith jr um but yeah it's that's it's gonna be really good it's uh and I, i've been working really really hard on it awesome i'm very excited for it um, thank you and uh Georgia, I know I, I promised you something when I emailed you. Yes. I promised that I was going to introduce you to my cat. Yes. Um, it's important because he's never been on the show before. He's just sleeping over there. He's 19 years old. 19? Wow. He is a grumpy old bastard. So when I wake him up, he's not going to be happy. But I'm just going to grab him and I'm going to introduce him to you. Grab him. What's his name again? Brian. Brian, of course, his name's Brian. Okay. <laughs> I knew I knew putting the headphones on was going to be difficult. Here he is. There he is. Wow, look at him. He looks like my cat Rocky. Yeah. Look yeah. at that grumpy face. He doesn't when look like he's 19. He looks like a kitten. He does. He's a little he's a little boy, but he's a little old boy. And when I picked him up, he made this noise. He went, Arr. so I know he's not happy about the fact that I picked him up, but he's got yeah, drama, drama, drama written <laughs> all over him. That's it. I'm sorry, mate. I'm sorry, but you had to meet Georgia. My new friend, Georgia. Okay? Cutest little, oh, I love him. Cutest little old bastard going today. 
<laughs> looks like his name would be Cuddles or something, but Brian. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> we, we we like giving pets uh, really um, just human names. Uh, I like I, that. I get a kick out of that. Um, behind so George, question. sorry. Behind behind you are those two spray bottles or are those birds like uh, they, my, my girlfriend uh bought these two birds uh recently um they're like ornaments i don't know if i can reach but wow things that go in your backyard it's a parrot that's pretty cool is, yeah the other one's a cockatoo uh we've got a flamingo out here we've got some garden gnomes um <laughs> Things are wild here in Perth, Western Australia. <laughs> oh, yeah, I bet. I, yeah, it's so crazy seeing you in like the pitch black and here it's, yeah, it's just the, just getting I've started. I've been drinking the red wine. You've probably been having a coffee or some water or something like that. Plus some water. Yeah, I had some coffee earlier, but yeah. <laughs> well, I really want to thank you for your time on the show. Um, we do have one final segment before we go. Yeah. This segment is called Five Second Frenzy. You have five seconds to answer each question. Even Thank if you. you don't make the five seconds, it's okay because everyone we've had on this show has been a wrestler over the age of 50 and they need more than five seconds yeah. to answer anything. I'm not good with questions. All right. <laughs> but it's tough just to get to know you. Okay. Okay. Georgia Smith, first question. Your favorite wrestler? British Bulldog. Knew it. Your favorite match? SummerSlam 92, baby. Hell yeah. Your favorite book? Uh, favorite book, favorite book. Um, uh, 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 um, uh, what is my favorite book? What is my favorite book? I've got a favorite book. The Princess Bride. <laughs> Wonderful. Your favorite TV show? Sex and the City. Oh, awesome show. I don't care. Boys, if you're watching this, I'm telling you, Sex in the City, you will learn a lot about girls. They, the way that they talk is exactly how girls talk, I'm telling you. Um, <laughs> your favorite film? Princess Bride. Very good. You and my girlfriend will get along famously. Um, she's tried to make me watch that many times. Uh, your favorite musical artist? Mm, I'm gonna go with Michael Jackson. Very cool, very cool. Uh, favorite food? Sushi. Your favorite restaurant? Oh, favorite, favorite restaurant. What's my favorite restaurant? Like ever or like just in general? Ever. Um, ever. Um, oh my God. I don't even know. Um, I'll just say um, some sushi restaurant. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Um, <laughs> Not not too much pressure. It's okay if you can't answer things. Um, favorite alcoholic beverage? Oh God! Uh, favorite <laughs> alcoholic beverage? I'm gonna go with uh, a white wine, like uh, any kind of chilled white wine. Excellent, excellent. Um, so this question's an interesting one because I've only had males on the show. So usually the question is your favorite female body part. Now, most of the time, the answers are very interesting. Some people say eyes, the brain, the whole package. Some say boobs and bum. But now I'm going to ask you your favorite male body part or your My favorite. My favorite male body part. What's something that you notice about guys that you like? 
I like him just just in general or like like is it I, I like a man that's got this or is it I think I like that about a guy like what what would you what's what's I don't know if you're checking out a guy what's the first thing you're okay. gonna check out their legs if they've got big legs because I like a man with bigger legs nice strong legs okay yeah. fair enough um I think Samantha on uh, Sex and the City mentioned uh, Michael Jordan's thighs once. Um, that's how much I've watched that show. <laughs> uh, and the last one, Georgia, I don't think you've actually sworn on the show, but your favorite curse word? F U C K. That's the general answer you always get. So thank you very much for joining me for Five Second Frenzy, Georgia. And thank you very much for joining me for the show. I really appreciate your time and having the opportunity to learn a bit about you, your father, your family. As I said before, your family means so much to me. Posters on my wall, books I've bought, documentaries I've bought, DVDs I've bought, figurines I've bought, and I gave them a great push in my figurine fed. So I want to thank you again for your time. And I'm very proud of you as a fan of the Bulldog. Thank you. For keeping his legacy and his memory alive because it's important that it's alive. So thank you so it much. Is. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you. I appreciate so much your love and appreciation and support. And thank you. Thank you. It's just, as I told you about before, this year has been, oh God, but I've met a lot of great people like you doing these podcasts recently. And, you know, I don't, I, I didn't really do podcasts a lot in the past and, uh, now I'm, I like, I'm getting, getting more into it and I like it. And it's talking to nice people like you and yeah. So thank you. Oh, well, you're, I appreciate it. And, and uh, you are now hereby crowned the queen of the WCWA queen. network as thank our you. first female guest. So Georgia, again, thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you everyone out there for watching the WCWA Network. This was a great time here with my new friend, Georgia Smith. What a great chat. And we will see you down the road next time. Thank you.